Welcome back guys to episode 23 of Scrubbed In. Today we're discussing the angry, aggressive patient that almost every doctor will come across at one stage. So Abdul, let's start off with the stories, why don't we? Um, what angry, aggressive patient you come yes. across? Go on. Um, I'll talk about the most recent one, because mm. um, this one, it was an aggressive patient mm. and it kind of, it caught me off guard. So. Um, during my last block, so I was on Obzangaini, mm-hmm. um, we run um, gynae clinics, right? Yeah. So we had a lady, so the gynae clinics naturally in this country are really busy. We're seeing like 30 patients mm-hmm. in the clinic and it's just me and another doctor. So it was me and the consultant, right? So we're behind naturally and the waiting time was more than an hour. So naturally people are already like proper annoyed. Um, so what we do is we get the notes, we review the notes. We speak to the patient and then we go to a consultant, we discuss it, come back, put a management plan in place, right? Mm. Standard practice. Um, so that's fine. So we're doing it one by one by one. And one of the ward clerks or the receptionist was like, mm-hmm. heads up doctor, we've got a really angry patient, really upset patient. Um, and I thought, normal, it's fine. We know how to tackle that. Yeah. And then she goes, we've really had to move her to a side room seat, refuses to be in the waiting room with everyone else. What, because she was waiting an hour? Yeah, she was so annoyed and proper like... She hasn't been in any... Yeah. Um, So she got her own little waiting room and that already is a bad sign. So you have to imagine how bad a patient is popping off. Exactly, yeah. So then I thought, all right, cool. Um, Once I finish with this patient, I'll grab the notes and then bring her into my room. Mm -hmm. So the doctor's like, yeah, thank you, really. And he was like, can you do it to me me as a favour? Do what as a favour? Just see this patient quickly, innit? Yeah. So I've got her notes, right? And by the time I finish reading the notes, she knocks on my door and I bring her in. And the first thing is, you know, you introduce yourself. Hey, my name is X, Y, and Z. I'm really sorry for the way. Mm. Um, do you take a seat? Whatever. Man, as soon as... So she was angry and she was with her friend. So that's fine. And my practice is, is this a patient I've never met. So this is the first time I've mm. met this patient, but she's a follow-up patient. So she's been in our clinic two times before. So I usually say... Um, because it's the first time I'm meeting you, do you mind telling me what's been happening so far from mm-hmm. your last visit or just give me a bit more background? She went ballistic. <laughs> she stood up and she goes, what? You've got my notes. You you're got asking your notes. Me. They always say she that. She goes, you got my notes there and you're asking me, uh. what? And so i tell you when it got worse. She's like, you're asking me this, you should know everything. She goes, what's the plan now? So she said, what's the plan now? So she had an ultrasound scan mm. and I can't even remember what the scan was for. So she goes, what's the plan now? Tell me the management plan. I've been waiting for an hour, you know, and you're asking me here. And then it took a bad turn. So she was being aggressive. Then she's like, you're an incompetent doctor. What's oh, wrong with you? Oh. You don't know anything. She's going, so she's questioning it, innit? Yeah. And that caught me off guard, innit? So I'm trying to calm her down. I'm like, I apologize. You know, it's only because of the first time I'm meeting. It's kind of nice for me to understand what's happening. I'll have a look at the scans and I can always consult with the, the doctor. She's like, so you don't even know what you're doing. You need to go speak to someone else. Why are you even doing this? And I said, <laughs> listen, um, your consultant is here. I can go grab your consultant. And she is like, what do you mean? She's just having a go at me. And then her friend kicked off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's just yeah. two against one, right? And naturally, I'm not a big fan of these situations, in it. Mm-hmm. And as a medic, you always have to take be on the back foot. Yeah, you have you to have always to, yeah. be at their service because... So I'm already off guard and I'm kind of now at the point where it's getting intimidating for me. Do you mm. know what I mean? And I'm being overwhelmed. So I thought, do you know what? Let me escalate the situation. So I thought, let me call the consultant and then he can come. So I went and grabbed the consultant and the consultant was with a medical student and he's like, yeah, chill. 
let me see this one and i said nah you need to come asap she's been really angry she's kind of swearing mm-hmm. and i come so i said to him i'm not going back into that room by myself and i need to go <laughs> with you and he's like oh my days you're, you're actually scared i was like yeah she's gonna bite my head off she was gonna bite my head off so i went with him and as soon as he went in and bear in mind he's a consultant that has mm-hmm. been done doing this for 30 40 years she went ballistic at him she goes what is this whatever and you know what i raised about him you know mm-hmm. what he said he said don't you ever dare be rude or aggressive to my junior yeah he's only been here oh, a week wow, or two man. but take it out on me and yeah. that day the amount of respect i had for him was amazing he said never don't ever be rude to him he's just a yeah. junior he's new take it out on me you can be rude to me but never be rude to him and she's mm. popping off and he he's a very smart doctor he basically still did the consultation while calming her down so obviously yeah. we safety and make sure there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong and then he's like look i'm going to write her to her gp explain what happened and she's just going ballistic and obviously there's the for me there's a difference between being aggressive and angry and then there's using foul language questioning mm. competencies yeah. you know knocking me it's and the consultant and he's like you know what i'll deal with the consultation mm. he did it and then it kind of went into like a formal investigation because she became abusive the one thing is sometimes patients are not as abusive to doctors as they are to other members of the team so yeah. the admin people and the nurses get it a lot more because there's always that barrier and she was shouting screaming down the corridor and everyone was a bit mm. shell shocked i think and they came and apologized to me and they're like yeah sorry doctor we didn't realize but they gave us to the consultant so that was my most recent experience of a really aggressive mm. verbally abusive intimidating patient and i find it very difficult to handle that and it kind of a hit me do you know what i mean and you mm-hmm. keep thinking about it and you kind yeah. of reminisce and ponder in your head and that kind of murks you for the rest of the day it does, um, it does. and obviously you get over it but and the consultant was really apologetic man he's like because mm. he, he's, he's my supervisor as well mm. and he supported me do you know what I, he's amazing like he proper sorted it out de-escalated the situation mm. but man it was a rough rough time yeah um <laughs> But yeah, so <laughs> that's mad, isn't it? For over one hour away, I'm just thinking in A and E. Oh yeah. my god! So I've come across, I've come across loads of situations. Mm. Uh, when it's one on one, you do what you do, mm. de-escalate, isn't it? Mm. And we'll go through how to de-escalate a scenario. But in A and E, waiting times go up to six, seven, and people become like uh, six, like seven hours. Say that six, seven hours, and they become like mobs. Wow. Like um, they'll start like rioting in the <laughs> waiting area. There's this one funny incident though. So you have to remember it's. Like four or five a.m. Mm. Yeah, all night long. It's been like a seven-hour wait. Mm. Uh, we've been having to run around, make sure it's a safe environment still. Um, anyway, so this one young guy, um, he's he's just literally been booked in and waiting. And he comes and he goes to me, "Yo, big man, how long am I waiting for?" And I sort of said, um, "You'll be waiting for six to seven hours, sir." And it goes, "Raw, fam, I wait though. I wait though. It's important." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'll see you soon. I'll see, you. I'll see you hopefully soon. Or one of my colleagues mm-hmm. will. And the thing is, he said it in an area where there's loads of people waiting. They've waited five or six hours yeah. already. Yeah. And then one by one, all of them were like, "Hey, doctor, I've been waiting seven hours. When am I gonna be seen? Oh. Hey, doctor, I waited six though. Oh, hey, doctor, I waited four. And all of them just started to have a go. And then one of them really got aggressive and stood up and went to me, "I've been waiting eight hours and I've not been seen yet." When am I going to be seen? By the way, a lot of people exaggerate. They yeah. say they've been waiting that when you looked up on the system, they're two, three hours only. Okay. And she said she was really like, like in my face. And you know when you reach that point in the <laughs> night shift when you're not going to tolerate. And I just went to her 
Madam, I cannot stop time and I cannot see people at the same time. There's one of me and there's 50 of you. And then I was like, so I literally just looked at her and I just said it like that. I, I, I've got red eyes. You, I've got discharge over yeah. my eyes. Yeah. And she said, well, why can't, how many doctors are there? Like, why can't you just see everyone? I was just like, Madam, if I started from this side, yeah. it would still take me one, two, three, four, five patients. It takes me at least 45 minutes to an hour to sort out one patient at a time. For, from um, seeing them to treatment yeah. and anyway she just went off and, went, and I just and she just went um, um, and then the next patient went I'm waiting for so she was already seen by any doctor and she's waiting for a bed mm. and the thing is during the winter crisis we're like mm. minus beds yeah, there's no right. beds we're waiting for discharges it's really bad and she was like when am I waiting for a bed I've been here for like 15 hours um, I should have gone to the wards by now what is wrong with you are you guys in company and I just went Madam, I'm a doctor. I can't build a bed, and Whoa, I just walked off. Savage man. I can't tolerate at four a.m. Um, it's just because obviously it's in front of everyone. Yeah. Um, but you're right. When it's one on one, though, you don't do that because otherwise. Yeah. Because the problem is yeah. for us, yeah. Or that situation. I was in a room. There's two of them. It's me. Plus, it's my first week on the job or yeah. two weeks on the job, and I'm straight in the middle of a gynae clinic, which is super busy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The worst thing is, you know, at least you know where to stand. Here, I lost my bearing. I lost mm. my ground. And that's the worst place to be. Because if it wasn't awards, you come. You know how to tackle it. Exactly. But exactly. when in a new environment, in a new job, and they're in your face, and they're questioning your competencies, and in your face, and like, that's when it kind of caught me off guard. Just catches you I'm not one for this conflict situation. I'm like the biggest hype man in it, yeah. But that time, <laughs> I was caught off guard, and I admit it. Um, um, any yeah. other situations? What other situations? No, you, so there are a lot similar. Like, you just get people saying, why am I waiting? Why can't mm. you see me faster? Blah, blah, blah. And every time, mm. in any especially, I've noticed, when you take the picture to see them, they'll always comment, oh, I've been waiting for so long. Mm. And I always say, I'm sorry, I can't do nothing about that. I'm mm. sorry, I can't do nothing mm. about that. I've said that line so many times. Mm. Um, who have I thought of who can came across? Has anyone come across? You know what? You beat anger with just a smile on your face. Yeah. You smile and you just give something. Yeah. So th- like, just reply something quirky. Like the way I just said, I can't build a bed. Yeah. What do you say to that? Yeah. What do you say to a doctor who has said they are a doctor and they're not someone who can build a bed? Mm. I think that's what it is. You I think. It? On the whole, the vast mm. majority, ninety-nine percent of patients are really nice, and I get the frustration. You know, you're waiting a long period of time. You're rushing. Mm-hmm. You know, getting time off work is difficult. Um, so I appreciate where they're coming from, and it's disarming them. Essentially, exactly. it's like sometimes yeah. they expect a, you know, reciprocation or like they expect you to kind of stand up to them or whatever, and you know, get into the point of fighting. But once you like soften the tone or deescalate or smile or do something, it does help a lot. Or it's like, yeah. okay, fine. I apologize. Sometimes I just want to hear something. Just that no, someone knows they exist. Someone that cares. Um, I remember once I had a, a, a gentleman on the wards, right? Mm. He was something to something, but he had this UTI and cognitive decline, and he was taking really long time to go back to baseline, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he wasn't doing too well. Um, and I remember there was a question on his DNR, right? for mm. resuscitation or essentially if the heart stops do we go and do chest compressions and basically when a patient is really unwell and we think that you know they're deteriorating they're mm. not doing too well we've done what we can do he had a bleed in the brain as well by the way yeah okay so a subdural um so my consultant was like do you know what speak to the family and you know kind of talk about dna to kind of mm. put in a form into place saying that we're not gonna he's not for resuscitation the outcomes are worse 
So I called up the son and I'm kind of having this conversation and bearing in mind on the discharge is already, he had one in place in it. So mm-hmm. we're just confirming it, following, confirming, you know, yeah. just doing our due diligence. Man, he went ballistic. I don't know what I'm saying, <laughs> on the phone. You know what he was saying? Yeah. He's like, you doctors. So the worst thing is like, he's like, you doctors, you know, want to kill off my dad, you know, I've it's seen a this. misconception. Yeah, yeah. we need to discuss that as a topic yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, we should do that. The misconceptions mm. of doctors, what DNA means mm. or whatever. So he's like, "You want to kill off my dad? You're ageist. You're discriminating him." And in medicine, there are certain buzzwords when you hear, "You shut down." Like I'm not here. Walk away. The opposite. Discriminating, <laughs> bullying, patronizing. These are words you do not want to hear as a doctor. Yeah. Mm. So he's like, "You're discriminating him. He's my dad, and he's like, all he needs is IV fluids and antibiotics." I'm explaining to him, "Look, elderly people." After one hit, you know, by the time they recover, mm-hmm. they take another hit. So they can never really fully recover to baseline. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling him this is a discussion. He's going to be listening. He's like, right, I'm coming in. He said, I'm coming into the hospital. I'm going to deal with you. That's why he said to me on the phone. I'm running. Yeah. I'm running. Bro, he like, said that. He said, I'm coming to the hospital. I'm going to deal with you properly. I thought, game over. I'm finished. So I'll I'll, the I ran to my consultant, yeah. You know what my consultant said, yeah. He goes, we're going to do role play right now. So he takes me to the room and he goes, this is how he did a role play. <laughs> Makoso is a medical director of the yeah. hospital, yeah? yeah? So he's a boss. He's really good, by the way. And he's like, this is what we're going to do. And he gave, he went through the whole situation, yeah? And he did a whole role play. <laughs> My role play didn't work. <laughs> when the sun came in, he turned the woods upside down. Down. <laughs> he was fuming. He was angry. He went ballistic at me. He went ballistic at my reg. He went ballistic at my console. He went ballistic at the nurse. He, no one could control this guy. And he was a big chap. Yeah. Yeah. And I get where he's coming from. It's like basically mm. what happened was last time someone put a DNA in place and his dad fully recovered went home. So and like you said, they think when you put a DNA in place, it means we seize treatment. Treatment. We yes. seize. So basically, he thought we're taking away the fluids, we're taking away yeah. the antibiotics, and now we're going to send him home. That's what he thought, yeah. right? Did you guys not just tell him? No, no. So no, the question was yeah, before I could even tell him, yeah, before I can open a conversation, mm-hmm. he put one and one together and went. It bel- just went you know one way, I mean? yeah. So my thing was, hey, do you know what X Y Z? I'm calling from Finger Hospital. We want to talk about your dad, mm. whatever. And we want to talk about this. Last time it was discussed, but there's no documentation about it. Mm. And as soon as he heard that, it triggered him. And that he went ballistic. And my concern for he's going to prep me up. We both got rinsed. And you know who came and saw the situation? Yeah. Up? It's his sister. The, so the brother's yeah. sister, so the daughter. Mm. She came onto the wards. And she basically, it's his older sister. She gave him a telling off in the wards. Mm-hmm. So imagine your older sister coming and she goes, how dare you? You know, these doctors are looking after dad. And you know what's happening. And mm. he's like, we already discussed this and you agreed with it. I don't know why you're going back on your word now. And he's like, oh yeah. So once he kind oh, of understood yeah. <laughs> what we meant, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. And then mm. the the funny thing is once they realize they feel a bit embarrassed. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because mm-hmm. you know, they've done one thing and they feel embarrassed. But then it's, you, it's lighthearted. You kind of take mm-hmm. on the chin. Mm-hmm. But I remember that guy. And I thought, when he said, I'm coming to the hospital now to deal with you, I thought I'm going to get beaten up. I thought I'm gonna get beat up, and I ran to my. You're, you're wearing your helmet yeah. and your armor and everything. Um, but it's good. Like it's mm. a lot of times, you know, aggressive behavior comes from misunderstanding, misconceptions, frustration, mm. waiting, and naturally, if we are in that situation, we'll probably do the same. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. So those are two things I remember. All the rest are fine. Um, patients are lovely, but those two mm. are like stuck in my head. Cool. Um, so why don't you give us some advice on? 
how do you de-escalate so I think a situation tell, tell, tell us so the view for our medical student population mm. especially for the guys that are watching and they want to know how to deal with an angry patient mm. I think what what advice do you the give? key thing for us and Kings does it really well is mm. identifying a patient is angry mm. identifying so identify if a patient is upset identify if a patient is frustrated or if they're really aggressive and angry once you identify what you're dealing with now you need to think all right i need to de-escalate so i think the main thing is once you've identified that mm. you're dealing with an aggressive or an angry patient communication is the first thing you drop back you drop your tone and you try basically you soften it you're like mm. i understand and it's key buzzwords like you want to use i appreciate you're angry i appreciate you're frustrated i appreciate mm. you're angry they might be standing so you are supposed to kind of say you know let's take a seat let's try figure mm-hmm. out let me get you a cup of water let me give you a moment and it's the tone and the choice of words and they say never use words like i understand where you're coming from because you can never really understand that's true it's more i appreciate where you're coming from i appreciate your frustration what would you like let me help you so now the main thing is you forget the rest of why you're here what's your presenting complaint where's yeah. your pain it's more like calming them down yeah so and how can you solve their problem. Their so problem. now you have a new problem. Yeah. How do you solve that problem? Mm. And it's adjusting your communication and understanding them being angry, um, and mm. kind of responding to the anger is obviously their tone, choice mm. of words. Do you need to escalate? Do you need to bring seniors in? Do you need to give them a break? Do you need to step out of the room? And mm. I would say the most important thing in all of this is protect yourself, because mm. patients can become aggressive. Patients can attack you. Um, it doesn't happen, or I don't know how much, how mm. often it happens, but protect yourself at the end of the day mm. um, never put yourself in a position where you're vulnerable and never put yourself in a position where you are being bullied at the end of the day mm. we're there to help them there is a fine line and I'm about that fine line mm. um, anything else? no so I think you've summarised it in three ways to de-escalate so number mm. one is as you said recognise that they're angry mm. and show them that you've recognised it okay mm. Next thing, adjust your communication. As you said, choice of words, your tone, um, how you say, what you say. Okay? Um, and then working together to now solve this new issue that they have. Mm. So I think you've actually summarized it very well for anyone that wants to uh, take on some advice on board about how to de escalate. Mm. Um, now, there are a few, I'll add a few things on what mm. to avoid, mm. right? And that's uh, quick fix recommendations. Mm. Oh, okay, fine, we'll do this then, and this should solve your issue. Mm. Right? That seems like you just see, see their problem as just something very small that can be fixed like that. Mm. Um, so I think you need to avoid quick fixes. Mm. Um, it's true. Number one, avoid getting angry yourself. Mm. When it's 4 a.m. at night, you're on a night shift in A&E, it's mm. very easy to become pissed off yourself. Um, mm. So yeah, to be very careful of getting angry mm. yourself. Realize what you're feeling inside as well. Mm. Realize, acknowledge what you're feeling, mm. and make sure you keep a hold of that, control mm. of that. Um, and I think they're the two main, main, main things mm. that I'd say you should avoid. Mm. Um, and there you have it. They're the rules and tips and tricks on how to de-escalate an angry or aggressive patient. Mm. So I think um, today's episode is like totally different so mm-hmm. we've kind of talked about some of our experiences we had mm. um, but more so kind of how to de-escalate a situation um, different things work for different people 
um, especially at a junior level, you do have mm. seniors that you can go and call for help. And there is support. Don't feel like you have to kind of bear the abuse, bear the brunt mm. of an angry patient. It's not nice. We've been there. Um, and if you haven't been there, most probably you will have the experience. And it's the same. It's not just medicine. It's mm. in every situation. These are techniques and tips you can use to de-escalate a situation. Um, so let us know if you've had these situations, what you've done, what mm. works, what doesn't work. Um, we're more than happy to learn from you guys as well. Yeah. Um, share your stories in the comments below share your stories on coming across angry patients mm. even as a student we all come across angry people mm. in our field of work mm. um, so yeah share your stories and tell us how you dealt with mm. those situations um, we would love to hear from you um, so we'll wrap it up here today um, thank you for listening make sure you comment make sure you subscribe um, spread the word share with your friends family colleagues and we'll see you next week